Hi guys, this is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming men's? Oh, I think you coming men enough for all of us. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 39 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the often imitated, never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. We are broadcasting live on Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. This is Franchise Episode number 225 all-time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price and Jeff Ponder and Bill Day. And for your listening pleasure, we'll be with you for the next little while talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues Hockey. To interact with us on social media, you can follow the show on Twitter. That's at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. And Jeff's is at JPonder94. You can follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and uh, you can also check out our YouTube channel. And our website is letsgoblues.com, where you can listen or watch past episodes, browse the discussion forum, as well as get some cool T-shirts, mugs, and stickers. Uh, for those of you watching the live show right now on YouTube, uh, feel free to comment in the live chat below. If you're listening on uh, uh, the podcast later on, uh, maybe consider uh, checking out the uh, live YouTube show uh, in the future on our YouTube channel. Uh, gentlemen, how are you this evening? Bill? Jeff? Very guys? well. Good? Yeah? yeah. I'm, for, I'm enjoying the new intro, sir. Good work. Thank. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's we've we've been doing this for a while, so we're getting better and better all the time. Um, that that intro is banging. <laughs> That's <laughs> nothing like a nothing like a shout out from uh, the uh, the Miss Erica Weston from Fox Sports Midwest. That's a, who does an excellent job. She does. So thank you, Erica. She really she's does. Fan, she does a fantastic job. Um, let's see. What do we got here on the? Agenda for today. The um, how far away are we from the Ponder, the Stanley Ponder tournament, Jeff? Happened uh, last we weekend. We are. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> no, uh, we are. We are ten days away, folks. Uh, that is uh, November twenty third, um, and that again for those who uh, have not been listening to the show and and you know are like, oh, shame on you. What are talking about? Yeah, right. Uh, it is um, an excellent night, an excellent evening, I guess. Uh, I don't know if you guys are going to be able to make it out at all, but it's filled with bad hockey. A uh, bunch of guys that, uh, you know, just playing for charity. Um, got a couple good goalies this year. You guys know Lynn McNew and Frank Hart. You know both those guys, right? I do. We do. Yeah. Both <clears throat> Illinois guys. So you said a couple of good goalies. Lynn and who? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. <laughs> oh, my. I love you, Frank. <laughs> oh, I'll be sure to tell him that what Bill Day said. Uh, former 
former uh, uh, did, uh, high school great Bill Day. Did you did you see the uh, the interaction between uh, between Havel and uh, and and Frank? On, on oh. the Twitter, Fr- friends of ours, uh, yeah. uh, Tom Havel, longtime friends, hockey buddy, uh, Tom Havel and uh, and Frank Hart. They, <laughs> uh, Frank participated in the State Wars, uh, you know, uh, yeah. a while back, and uh, Havel uh, gave him some crap for uh, the pictures he was posting about his five hole being pretty big, <laughs> and uh, they had a little back and forth. Um, I, I don't think it was that friendly. <laughs> it was. I mean, I thought it was kind of funny at first. I'm like, I, I think they're genuinely pissed at each other for some reason. Ah. Uh, Social media. Yeah. Did not see that. And I'm just kidding, Frank. You know I love you. We have the Ponder Tournament coming up. Uh, we've got probably one more show until then. Again, November 23rd, Queenie Park, uh, Midwest Sport Hockey. Um, and we have got uh, so many awesome raffles, uh, a lot this year. I've had a lot of people uh, that, are, that are adding to the raffle, and it seems like it grows every year. Um, the big ticket item, I guess, that maybe Blues fans care about is the uh, Jordan Biddington Stanley Cup champs jersey that uh, is is in there, as well as the Henrik Lundqvist Team Sweden jersey. And there's also, I'm going to grab the camera here, there's also a T-shirt from the team that I am wearing right now, a jersey mm, of. The whale. Those of, you in, those of you in the YouTubes, you can see the whale. This is my new Hartford Whalers jersey. And I'll show you the sleeve number here. Of course, here. I, I knew, I knew uh, it, I knew it. Yeah, knew it as of course. soon as you showed the logo. <laughs> yep, that fine. So I now have a jersey from every single team Chris Pronger has played for, except the Arizona come, Coyotes. Did that come with the uh, uh, DUI paperwork from his time there in Hartford? <laughs> I did not, unfortunately. I'm still working that'd, on getting a framed copy of that. That'd be. Uh, is that? Uh, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. It's got to be. They could download it, frame that thing. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Have him sign it. <laughs> oh, that'd be a douche thing that'd to do. Be a total dick move. Oh yeah. my god! Hey, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, hope to see. Uh, hope to see all you out there. November 23rd. It's a great event. Uh, it all benefits. Be the match, which I know Blues fans are uh, familiar with, as well as the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beer, food, anything you get there is going towards the charity. So just coming in and spending, a, you know, money on one beer uh, helps us out. So if anybody wants to come out, it's going to be a good time all day, two o'clock to about eleven o'clock at night. Uh, I will make out there if I can. I do have my kids that weekend, so uh, we'll see how that works out. But if I'm available and able to bring the kids, I will. It's well, a family I, event. And I, and been I successful in the raffles. She has. Has she not? She has. I. She has won a, a number of things there. Um, so that's that. That's that's reason enough to go. Actually. Yeah, I've I won a Tarasenko jersey a couple of years ago. So. Yeah. It's not rigged. She won a a basket of meat, and uh, <laughs> and a, a painting, and uh, yeah, a couple other things. Um, so yeah, she was, she's she she raked it in. Uh, I so, won. I won Cardinal tickets. I think last year, and everybody was like, "Oh, this is rigged," and I'm like, "I, on top of all the money I've already given, I I dropped like another hundred bucks into the uh, the baskets for the raffles." So I'm like, "It's not rigged. Trust me. I had to spend my hard-earned money for that." L- uh, and Lockley, Lockley and ruined it. Uh, in the YouTube Lachlan chat, ruined it. Lockley ruined it. Sorry, sorry. Uh, said, "Are you guys?" Uh, first, uh, he says, "What's up, Kurt, Bill, and Jeff?" I said, "What's up? Uh, what's up?" 
Are you guys gonna go oh, to? Uh, are you guys gonna go to the All Star Game Fan Fest, which was just announced uh, today? I think it was announced yesterday. Uh, but um, and you can actually sign up for. No, I'm sorry. The Fan Fest was announced today. Their new blues um, participation fan participation the thing. Lunatics. The Lunatics thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah. They announced that. Um, I, I have not even looked into the dates and the stuff about it yet. So I think it's... That, this brings up an important debate topic here, guys. Is it Blunatic or Blunatic? Blunatic. It's got to be Blunatic. Blunatic? It's got to be. It's got to be. You think so? Okay. Because uh, it's, I mean, it's a play on the word lunatic. Yeah, but it, I would think it's also say- partially play on the word fanatic. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they meant to go with the lunatic reference. Yeah, I think so too. And I think the the real debate, if there is one about this, is did they steal that? Because that's a pretty popular right uh, blues Twitter follow. Yeah, lunatic Chris. But I don't. I mean, blues social media has not cared about. It has not cared if somebody else already has that name for something. It's happened a number of times. <laughs> or very close to it. Podcast. Blues Hockey Podcast, Blues NHL Podcast. Hmm, that's not different at all, right? Uh, and then uh, 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 the Blue Line Podcast. There was a issue there for a bit. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, that rectifies itself pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it did, didn't it? Thanks, thanks to yeah, Cristiano getting a really good gig. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Squirrely Dan Dreheim in the YouTube chat says, I ordered a Letterkenny Irish jersey, soon to be my favorite jersey. It's funny he posts that because I kid you not, last night I was online looking at Letterkenny Irish jerseys, and I was going to get one, and I still probably I might. I bought a T-shirt, and I might actually get a jersey too. Well, now, now Squirrely Dan uh, did you get the Homer Way? Because there's a or, or or it's the Irish, not the Shamrocks, right? No, so it's the Irish is the is the men's team, right. the Shamrockettes is the women's team. Well, the only the only team, as we know from our missed question at uh, the center ice trivia, the only championship team in Letterkenny. The only what? They were the only team to win a championship in Letterkenny. Ah, ah, okay. So, uh, yeah, see, uh, last night, uh, Lachlan ruined it. Last night, my girlfriend bought me a Jake Allen shirt, and I asked, what's wrong with you? <laughs> nice. It's nice. funny. that the, the Jake Allen comment is funny because uh, my daughter, we were watching the game on, I think it was the game versus uh, Arizona. Uh, she said, I made a comment about Sanford and about, you know, I said, ah, you know, Sanford's frustrating because, He'll pull a nice play uh, uh, every now and then, but uh, personally for me, he, he, he doesn't play as well as I'd like him to most of the time. And my daughter goes, kind of like Jake Allen? Ah. <laughs> and I said, yeah, but kind of, pretty much. Not to that extreme, but yeah, right. same, same ballpark. I, right. I just thought it was really weird how Craig Berube last night in the shootout pulled Jordan Biddington out and then put Allen out there in Biddington's jersey. <laughs> I thought that was crazy. That was that was I, I, that was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Well, Very. Mm. I I could see he was going for like the the shock factor, but I just don't think it worked. 
<laughs> it was like the ending of Mighty Ducks, right? When they put uh, Knuckle Puck in goal, and mm. comes out. that's that's what they were going for. The goalie. Uh, the goalie, Tyler, is the shooter. <laughs> Real quick, before before we get into the goings on, the Blues and the NHL. Real quick, an important thing on 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 Twitter that was discussed uh, yesterday. Um, you guys say pop soda, Coke, or other for your uh, your when you refer to sodas. Soda. You're a soda guy, Jeff. I I would say soda because but but a long time ago I had a boss that always called it sody. He'd say, oh, "Give me a sody." It's a St. Louis thing. I, yeah, and, yeah, and so I I kind of. Unfortunately, I can't break the habit. I call them sodies now. I, I I say soda, but my grandma said sody, and because of that, I will call it sody occasionally. Just if I'm goofing around or being mm -hmm. stupid, I, I'll I, and I said a lot. And uh, there were a couple of comments on Twitter said that uh, they they also say sody, and they'd never heard of anybody calling it sody before. And no. It was interesting. So I, I will occasionally, in the, in the same vein, messing around, call it Sodi, but I got it from a vendor at the old arena, and then he went uh, he went over to Keel Center, buy a Sodi, get a free straw. Okay. <laughs> well, nice. Did, did, uh, there was a there was a uh, vendor at Bush Stadium. I think it's the same guy who said. Uh, when the Cardinals were, if they score a run, we win it. Yeah, if they scored a run, hey, anybody want a sodi? We're winning. Yeah, that's and yeah. then and then if they were losing, anybody want a sodi? We're losing. Yep, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the same guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can count on my hand the number of times I've heard people say sodi, mm -hmm. uh, or different people say sodi. I would say though, I typically would soda. Whenever I'm trying, when I'm consciously thinking about it, I say soda. Mm. Me too. And Sodi is more of a goofing around thing for me. But mm -hmm. I've, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, it's interesting. I don't know who calls it Coke. Coke just seems wrong to me. Yeah. Oh, I, when I was in Texas, I met a lot of yeah. people that uh, I, called it Coke. And the map we've got here, the map that, that I, I posted on Twitter yesterday the, um, on my account, uh, it's got it broken down by, I guess, by votes, but by county. And w what each county calls it across the United States. And Texas is, is way red. You know what's crazy is Dr. Pepper is invented in Texas, uh, in Waco. And so I was in Dallas, which is about an hour north of there. And and I, I remember the, the my first day when I, I flew down there for an interview. And uh, they all took me out to lunch after the interview. And one of the guys said, hey, Ponder, can we get you a Coke? And I right away was like, uh, do they have Dr. Pepper? And he goes, you're in Texas, man. Of course they have Dr. Pepper. And I'm like, that's when I found out. It was invented in Waco, and I go, but wait a minute, why do you why'd you call it a Coke? No, man, that's what everybody calls it here. But it's, it's confusing. Dr. Pepper. I'm like, but they're two different sodas. Do you know what's crazy about it? Is that people who call all beverages Coke, if they want a Pepsi, they'll say, I want a Pepsi Coke or a Coke Pepsi. That's so weird. And what happens if – it's so it, – it's I don't – I mean – I like, guess do you that, want a Pepsi or a Coke? Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> – if you say Pepsi Coke, what do you want? Which one do you want? I that I mean I guess whichever one you say last I don't or if, whatever I, it, 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 that that's that's weird to me but uh, I know people do it and a lot of people do it actually because it's like Texas uh, Louisiana Mississippi Alabama Georgia they uh, that's the whole southern strip of states down there they do 
They say Coke for a, a soft drink beverage, which it's is just odd. weird. That's, I know. I mean, I I don't like the pop. I don't like anything other than soda, but I uh, I can handle it. Coke, I hear, and I'm just instantly it's, oh, they're talking about Coca-Cola. You know, there's nothing else in my mind that pops in, even after living in Texas for like 10 months. Agreed. Yeah. However, I will say that, you know, being a hockey podcast, I think we're obliged to say, you know, give me a grape or an orange, but none of that sticking <laughs> root beer. <laughs> Slamming right. some Sammies, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of beverages, uh, the official beers of episode 225. Bill. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That was a there's, no. there's one more other. thing. One more thing. There's an other. What is other in that uh, soda list? Uh, I could be soda pop. Could be uh, sodi. Could be. I guess. I mean, people do say soda pop. And it's sporadic too. Yeah. Well, like it's it's just the other category is just all over the place. Half of Illinois and Metro East Illinois. Uh, half of Missouri and uh, Metro. Uh, half of Missouri and Metro East Illinois. Uh, Pretty much say soda. Um, it's like an island in the middle of the country. And yeah. the other people that say soda are is the West Coast, mainly California, and uh, north, Northeast Coast, and the, the dick tip of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well put. I don't know how to say Florida is America's penis. I mean, we know all of that. What's it, the Spanish word for soft drink? I wonder if that has anything to do with why it's the south, very southern tip of Florida. It is L soft drink. That is the oh, southern. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was just about to like, really uh, laud you for that wonderful, wonderful segue. I know, right? It was perfect. And then Ponder had to bring thing. up, what about the other? Uh, Squirrely Dan Dreheim says, uh, I ain't paying no 50 cents for no Coke. <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. I like that. How about a liter of cola? <laughs> I'm an RC guy so, myself. So RC Coca-Cola. So, Coca -Cola. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm looking it up in Google Translate, and soft drink in Spanish translate to English as soda. So really? I wonder if that has anything to do with the southern, the southern tip of... Uh, uh, that state that we're talking about. But wouldn't Mexico be, like, all over, uh, you know, soda? I mean, it's not. <clears throat> I, I, I just I don't I'm know. Not Mexico, Texas. Texas would be, like, they're not. And there's, like, not a single county in Texas that's a I, soda. I don't know what to tell you there, Kurt. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of beverages, <laughs> Take two. The, the official beers of episode 225, uh, Bill has brought in a... Uh, a tasty beverage. Yeah, from the the cellar collection. Uh, as I tweeted out, I was uh, I was inspired today, so I'm uh, a follower, big fan of the Dog Rates Twitter account. And uh, today they they put up uh, a picture um, of a dog who has a tail growing out of his face, forehead. Yeah, between the eyes, right. yeah, yeah, between the eyes, and it's just an amazing, amazing thing. And they named the that, dog Narwhal. Is that for adoption, right? It's or was. I, I think it was. I, at this point, I'm sure there are a billion people uh, yeah, lined up just yeah. because of the Twitter account. Sure, um, but it was a, a Missouri rescue organization that uh, uh, was uh, that 
was putting it up for adoption. So it was it was found wandering in the streets with an older dog, but because of the tail growing out of its face, they named him Narwhal. It was found wandering in the streets with an older dog. It was they rescued it from the sex trade. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I think they found him actually uh, eating spaghetti and then having one strand of spaghetti uh, on each end, and then they they met in the middle. Yours is much more kid friendly than mine was. Yes, yes, yes it is. <laughs> uh, anyway, and then so they ripped them apart. Life. They took them, took them to the pound, and the older dog got upset. I don't know. It, I'm trying to think of the rest of the what happened in that movie in Lady and Tramp, and I, I'm I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it, it just got real dark. <laughs> it just got real, got weird there for a second. I was going for the inspirational story. And <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> now we're talking about dogs going pods and pounds and shit. I, I still like it. Anyway, so my beer tonight is Narwhal, um, and I've had this this one sitting in the cellar collection for quite a while. It's uh, 2013 yeah. vintage. Um, it's actually pretty damn good. It's uh, it's still got a, some uh, brown laciness to it. And uh, yeah, is that all you got left? You got more in the bottle. That's all I got left. Yeah, we've been it. we've you're... been drinking here for a little while. Yeah, you're already. getting after it. Yeah, <laughs> pitter patter, <laughs> pitter patter. <laughs> uh, what about you? Uh, me, me, I, me. I've got I've got a repeat. Um, uh, finishing off the uh, boxo pumpkin. Boxo pumpkin from O'Fallon Brewery. It's a s'mores variety. Uh, S'mores pumpkin beer from O'Fallon Beery. Uh, so it's I, I enjoy this. Uh, it's not as good as their pumpkin, but it's fine. It's much better than the salted caramel, which we can both agree, Bill, that it was ass. <laughs> yes, it was too much of I agree too well. many different things. Too too much going on. Ass is, yeah. a, is a harsh word. It was it was shit. It's better than Bud Light, but. It's, that's not high praise. Uh, I wouldn't even say it's better than Bud Light. I, I didn't. I didn't. I was going to give the stuff away. Well, yeah, maybe. I, maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. I actually uh, gave some to my cousin last night, and he loved it. He said it was great. The salted caramel. So, wow. Yeah. So some people maybe do love it. It's just not for me. Or us, their own. What do you got tonight, Jeff? Uh, tonight, I have a wonderful uh, German beer. It's uh, the Paul, I, I probably am saying this wrong, Paulaner Munchen. Uh, it's a Salvatore. It's a double bock. So uh, anyone who likes double box, these are fantastic. Um, I think the only place you can buy these are at uh, Friar Tuck. So uh, good speaking, job, Friar Tuck, on, uh, on stocking these for me. Friar Tuck. Friar Tuck now has Friar Tuck and Randall's now has competition on the Illinois side. Total Wine has opened up in Fairview Heights. Oh, oh wow. yeah, probably more so competition for Randall's down there. Yeah, I would yeah, think probably. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go there. That's cool. Okay. Actually, That's cool. it's actually the um, whenever I buy cigars for golf, I like to go to Total Wine and get them. So they okay. they have a really good selection of stuff I like and. Of course, you can't go wrong with their beer and liquor selections. So I don't think I've ever been Total Wine. Yeah, big fan. It's good stuff. Right. And and good. take a hint, Friar Tuck. They I, I I haven't been made aware that Friar Tuck has a loyalty program. Total Wine does. Oh, 
That's a good idea. Yeah, every place should have it. A place like that, Randall's, especially. Randall's has one. A place where you have repeat customers uh, that need to have some kind of loyalty program. That's I, My cousin and I at lunch, we make a point to uh, go places at lunch that have like rewards points and things and apps that you can build towards free stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just, I mean, right. that's just good business. <laughs> uh, real quick, I do want to add, because I'm sure I've, I've told my wife I got some double box, and she said, or doppel box, I guess is how you say it as well. Uh, and, and she had no idea what that was. So for anyone who's wondering, it serves as a meal replacement. And that is a true story. It's uh, very filling. It's a very full beer. It's good stuff. Um, did you guys hear about the journalist that uh, uh, his diet uh, for Lent was he literally just drank, I think, four to five doppelbox every day? And he, I, I did not hear that. Apparently can, he was in good shape and like lost 14 pounds while he did it and felt healthy the whole time. He said he had a little bit of back pain uh, that manifested from not eating the way he should. But he said other than that, it was a great diet for him. You can uh, you can probably do that with Guinness too. Guinness is I would think so. Yeah, that variety. this is I would say that's probably for people in the United States who never had double box similar to Guinness. I would say maybe just in the way it um, the way it goes down yeah it's it's a, a very um it heavier um you know not not too hoppy um very malty beer and uh yeah. whenever um whenever we go to uh Hofbra house that's typically what uh the the part of the menu that i'm i'm perusing they're under mm. new management are they yeah because mm, uh, they were they were kind of the the people were complaining about the food and the service and the general of it. Yeah. Well, that's. Good I went there know. a couple times. I mean, it was so fucking busy. Yeah. Uh, I've never been there. I've I looks it looks awesome from the outside. Uh, I didn't really have much food there. I had a pretzel, um, which was good. I mean, you can't screw up a pretzel. Yeah. So little side story on this and little trip down memory lane, uh, bittersweet story for me. So last memory I have, uh, my grandmother, uh, passed away in summer of 20, uh, 2018, I guess this was last summer. Um, right before that. And she was, she was, uh, living at the, uh, shrine. They have, a. Mm-hmm. uh, you know, nursing home there. She was there. Um, so that's right across the street from the shrine. So uh, had some family in town, and we all went out to dinner there. On a, it was a Tuesday night, beautiful May night, sat outside, drank beer, sang German songs, <laughs> ate schnitzel. It was a beautiful, beautiful night, and that wound up being the last memory I have of my grandma. Uh-huh. She passed away uh, like the following weekend. Okay. And wow. she was sitting there, had a giant pint of beer or a giant, nice. uh, the, the huge, yeah. huge mug, uh, and ate cheesecake for dinner. Nice. It was beautiful. Yeah. So I'll always have a fondness in my heart for this place. Um, and uh, actually looking forward to going there, um, taking my parents out for their respective birthdays. Their, their, uh, their patio in the back, I think, needs... It it's big, mm-hmm. but it needs something. There's, there's there's tables out there, right? Yeah, but it needs like a, I don't know, some kind of partial covering or maybe a not a, like a I don't know, pagoda. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it, it just seems like it, it seems like it's missing something. It needs something extra. Yeah. 
if just stringing lights around. Yeah, I don't that, know. That might be it. And and maybe the new management will take care of. Maybe. Uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, uh, November thirteenth, two thousand nineteenth is today's date. So uh, November thirteenth, two thousand fourteen. Vladimir Tarasenko had his first career NHL fight versus Ryan Ellis as he recorded a Gordie Howe hat trick on today's date, and, Blue, and the Blues won four to three over the Nashville Predators. Anytime there's a Teddy and Blues history with Nashville in it, you gotta talk about it. I I think Nashville has probably replaced the Blackhawks for me, as far as like uh, current team I despise in the division. Well, they're the they're I mean. Chicago's they're not successful, been good, yeah, right. so, and that's why, and that's why. Sense. I just, I mean, yeah. you, you're, I mean, the Blues are the Blues in Nashville are like neck and neck usually, so that's where it's at. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, we talked about this fight actually in the summer series. Plug, plug, plug hmm. for anybody who wants to listen to that summer series. Still, uh, good stuff with Justin Bradford in uh, the media for the Nashville Predators. So we did talk about that. That was a very big talking point for us because uh, you don't see that often. First of all, Vladimir Tarasenko getting in a fight. Second of all, a superstar getting a Gordie Howe hat trick. Right. Uh, this one's an old one. November 13th, 1934. You're like, what? Today is Dayton Blues history, 1934. Uh, Ralph Scotty Bowman of the St. Louis Eagles scored the first penalty shot goal in NHL history versus the Montreal Maroons. That is unbelievable. That's a neat little thing. It really is. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, was, I saw that today. I'm like, huh, how about that? Yeah. That's, that's neat. impressive. Yeah. Scotty Bowman scored the first penalty shot goal. It's not the same Scotty Bowman. It right? could be. Could be, but it could it's be. Not. It could be, but it's, it's funny it's because this Scotty Bowman of the St. Louis Eagles is Scotty Bowman St. Louis. It could be the same person. It's funny. It's neat. So this is what you have to for. think if there's a relation. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up now. Yeah, probably He's, not. That'd make him know. like uh, what ninety right now? Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. think a little more hundred ish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, today's date in Blues history, 1986. Brett Hall scored his first NHL regular season game, scored his first point, first goal, uh, against the Hartford Whalers. So is that uh, one of the reasons why you're wearing the jersey tonight, Jeff, uh, Jeff to commemorate exactly. that? Exactly. Totally planned. <laughs> yep, that was exactly why I did this. <laughs> uh no, I. Uh, it's it's funny you say this because uh, for those that follow me on YouTube, again more plug, plug, plug. Uh, I have been uh, getting tapes from old NHL games, and uh, I've got some from the '86 goal season of Brett Hall. I just uh, transcribed. I don't know if that's probably the right word. I watched and recorded. Digitized. A, uh, there you go. I like that. Digitized. Uh, Brett Hall's 83rd goal from that season. So. I'm hoping to get more. Maybe I get the 86th. But uh, I had never seen those before. I mean, honestly, I probably did, you know. But I don't remember them because I was very young. So, anyway, no, it's uh, it's cool. All that uh, is first game. So, obviously, uh, big career ahead for the Brett Hall and the Calgary Flames. Oops. Uh, they won th- the Stanley Cup, though, after that trade. So, it's, they it's, did. Hard, to, it's hard to say that, that anybody really won that trade. 
they both kind of won. November 13th, 2007, the Dallas Stars fired Doug Armstrong as GM and named Brett Hall co-GM. Who was the other co at the time? Co-GM with who? The Dallas Stars? Yeah. It's Doug Armstrong. No, no, no. They fired Doug Armstrong. Oh, they fired Doug. Oh, oh they, okay. I misread that. So they fired they fired Doug Armstrong, and then him and Hall co-GM'd? Did they? No. That doesn't they, it couldn't right. have been. So they said they fired Doug Armstrong as GM and named Brett Hall co-GM. Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe they fired. I didn't. Was so Hall? I thought, I thought they fired Ganey and Armstrong no. and Hall. Were there. I that I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking it up. Okay, good. Because maybe maybe there's a typo in the SL Blues history uh, Twitter feed. No, probably not. Probably Never. not. That can't be right. Never. No, that can't be right. Don't you dare suggest that. So you uh, you looking it up, Jeff? Uh, Les Jackson, Les Jackson and Brett Hall were okay. GMs. That's right. So and then the the tweet was correct. Yep, the immortal. And uh, and Les don't Jackson. forget, Brett Hall's big move for the Dallas Stars was bringing in one Sean Avery. <laughs> that went over very well. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, the biggest reason he did not last long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hall is not really a GM type. I'm not sure what what Mm-mm. the point of that was. That was a weird thing. Terrible. You, 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 you assign a guy as a co-GM to get experience to possibly take over as a GM one day or to get experience to be a GM somewhere else. And I, that, I, I've never... The co-GM that, the, is a terrible idea. Assist, bring in an assistant GM and a GM. Co-GM, you're going to have two people on the phone talking trade? I mean, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, oh, a couple of uh, non-blues related things. Uh, John Don Cherry, you guys, uh, you guys watched uh, Don Cherry? No, Bill's watched a, a a fair amount of Don Cherry. Yes, Bill, I've watched uh, oh, yeah. Don Cherry. Okay, so uh, Don Cherry was fired by Sportsnet on Remembrance Day, <clears throat> of all days. Uh, well, he wasn't a veteran. That doesn't matter. No, but it's a, a he 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 holds that day special to him. So that's um, he hosted Coach's Corner in between periods. If you, those who don't know. Uh, Don Cherry hosted Coach's Corner in between periods on uh, Hockey Night in Canada every Saturday, uh, Hockey Night in Canada uh, during the season on uh, Sportsnet since 1982. 37 years. 37 years. He said 38 in his interviews, so maybe it was like yeah, a. I he. Either way. So he's not good at math. Yeah, prepping prepping <laughs> for this discussion, I I watched a, a few different videos, and when he was on Tucker Carlson, he said yeah. 37. Yeah. Okay. He's a th- he did he did okay. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you got to be right when you're on Fox News. Sure, yeah. Actually, because accurate. nothing but nothing, nothing but the truth, right? Um, oh, Cherry has listeners. Yeah, I know, right? Stop talking politics. Whatever. Five seconds in five years. Uh, Cherry has always been super supportive of uh, veterans and the poppy movement in Canada, and uh, Remembrance Day is big for him. So his his comments were directed at immigrants. Uh, so I, I mean. If uh, he said you people come here, at least you could spend a couple bucks to buy a poppy. Uh, and he goes on to say these guys paid for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. Uh, the thing is that people are buying less poppies nowadays. The the pin the poppy pins that they wear uh, to support the troops in Canada. Uh, and I think he was kind of lashing out at immigrants as being a, a reason as to why that is. Uh, they don't buy them, I guess, according to him. 
So uh, are you are you guys surprised that that Cherry was fired? I mean, because it, it's kind of I mean, people have been calling for him to be fired for a long time, actually, over things that he says. I think it's I think it's about twenty five years too late. <laughs> yeah, I I I couldn't agree more. Uh, he's he's so maybe not twenty five years, but he's past his expiration date. It's, Way he, past. Yeah. He's, when I thought for sure when they moved, like I thought the perfect timing would have been when they moved from CBC to Sportsnet that yes. they could have just said, "Sorry, bud." You're not our yeah. shtick. Yeah, I, 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 and I've said this before on the show about Cherry. I, I enjoy him in a sense that like, because I enjoy listening to the stupid things he says or the or the things that I get to listen to and say, well, that's not. I mean, come on, that's right. that's an opinion from 30 years ago, Don. I mean, come right. on. Right. So, uh, yeah, and, and I, so I, I mean, I, and to be honest, when he said that on the air, I was like, that is not out of character for him whatsoever. It, that's just no, who he is. No. And, and I think that was just a, a for some reason it was the, the straw. I'm not sure why it was the straw, but it was the straw that broke it. That broke I think it background. ruffled a lot more feathers than we realize. I think there was a lot of people in Canada, like not even just immigrants that were turned off by that comment. Yeah. I think the, one of the first tweets I saw when you know, the thing was breaking was uh, Wyshynski said, you know, the NHL can spend millions of dollars promoting hockey's for everybody, and it's all undone in 35 seconds on a Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, it's, I mean, you it's, people, it's a true statement. People here, yeah. people here in in St. Louis and United States, they do turn it tune into Coach's Corner, whether it's live on um, NHL Network or if they have a illegal stream that gets it to them or they watch it later on youtube people tune into that i mean everyone a lot of people hang by his word so hearing that is very bad uh publicity for the nhl i would would say people i wouldn't say people hang on his word i would say i would say people just they tune in because it's entertaining yeah Yeah. Yeah, you know what i mean i'm like correct unlike and not so much entertaining that people agree with him just entertaining because What's he gonna say next? Like Brett Hull's entertaining. You know what I mean? Right. Like Brett Hull says some weird, crazy, uh, controversial number. stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. But people <laughs> like, oh my god, oh my god, what's he gonna say next? Let's let's hear Brett Hull talk. Don Cherry's that way. That's I mean, it's and he's gonna piss people off, uh, and and that's the way he is. And uh, and um, that was that. When you know when the NHL Center Ice Package was first a thing, I made it a point every Saturday night to watch hockey night the hockey night in Canada broadcasts, even if it interfered with the blues game. Mm-hmm. I was, I watched it and coach's corner was like, I wanted to watch coach's corner. I want to watch hot stove. I paid more attention to the intermissions than the actual games. <laughs> and, you know, but it, it's cherry. You at this point, And, and I think this is kind of what the, the, the moral, you know, problem for Sportsnet is they knew who they were employing. Oh well, yeah, and they, I, I, they he, pushed him into 2019. He, in a, you know, he when, got ratings. He he got ratings, yeah. but he also you know was always controversial. Sure. I mean, you go back to you know him making comments about you know Ted Nolan and you know First Nation shit. You yeah. know that Ted Nolan not getting a job wasn't a racist matter. I mean that was pretty controversial. The thing about women in the locker rooms, women should not be in the locker rooms, and that that you know I saw somebody tweet out that that killed her dream as a child of being a sports journal. Hmm. And 
I mean, that, that well, could and be then a, just a pretty the, harsh the, reaction, but... Yeah, no, I, I, the, I, I, the just general distaste that he has for anyone who's not Canadian in the league, I mean, that no, that's hey, something right. that annoyed me. He, he would talk about, like... Uh, the Olympics, <laughs> and he would, would talk about how bad every team was except Canada. I always thought that was funny. To me, I thought that was – I mean, he wasn't trying to be funny, but I, I don't think. But I always I always thought it was funny. I mean, I, I, granted, um, I, I thought that that's a stupid stance. But, again, I, I, I guess I'm just in the camp where I was like, well, that's ridiculous in, right. a, in a funny way. He's, I, mean, I mean, let's he, face it. That's what a lot of us did. We all sat around and listened to him and thought <laughs> – that moron, you know, and we laughed. But at the yeah. same time, again, you think about what the NHL's goals are. Hockey right. is for everyone, and that includes nationalities. I mean, he's he's publicizing that Canada. You got to play the Canadian way. How many times did he say that about European players? Right. So, I I think again the the struggle that you have, you know, if you're the the hockey broadcaster that is. Uh, employing him is he is Don Cherry is is part of the fabric of the history of the NHL right you know he's he was he was a coach of the big bad Bruins you know he's and he became an institution he's in Rock'em Sock'em Hockey right Rock'em Sock'em Hockey one two three and four I believe Great videos. Is that all? Yeah, no, they're great. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how many. There's about forty thousand concussions on there. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, and and even that, when when people started to come out and talk, you know, ex players would come out and you know say, you know, that the game's dangerous. He turned on them and called them turncoats. You know, that's. But I, what I'm trying to get to is, he, he, you knew who he was. Yes, he was synonymous with the game of hockey. Yes, he was part of the fabric in one sense. But he was an Anglo-Canadian bigot. Yeah. Always has been. Male, you know, sure. chauvinist bigot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's who he was. And I think if, like I said, if, if Sportsnet would have decided not to continue on with him, a lot of people would have understood. And it would have happened without the controversy that we're, we're seeing now with him being pushed away from the game. Now somebody's going to pick him up, and he's still going to have something to say every Saturday night. Not maybe not on national broadcast yeah. television, but you know, why the hell doesn't he do a podcast? We should have him on this show. That's all right. I'll pass. That'd, that'd be oh, that'd be fantastic, and you know it. That'd be great. <laughs> hey Jeff, I got Don Cherry. You wouldn't say no. I'm not coming on. You'd be, you'd love it. You'd you'd be here. I would be here, but I'd let you handle it. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. You don't get my interview expertise with Don Jerry. You could, you could, you could ask him any question you wanted to, and you could, you could put him on the spot. I could. You're right. Maybe that, maybe that would be worth it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I'm sure he's not busy. Call enough. up Don Cherry. Um, the uh, leaked Avalanche Stadium series jersey, real quick. The Thoughts on this? I don't know if you guys haven't seen it, but it was it's been all over. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I actually, it looks I, it, it looks like something that a rejected Captain America shirt yeah. or something. It looks terrible. Yeah. Um, so so I I just retweeted what I thought was the best response. One of my favorite uh, webs uh, favorite Twitter accounts and websites, Hockey by Design, uh, all about the aesthetics of hockey. <laughs> 
They said, uh, the more I look at the Avs Stadium Series jerseys, the more I'm convinced this was their design process. It is a child play with colored blocks. <laughs> and to I, me, I have it looks, to agree. It looks like something that I would be at like a discount store. Uh, maybe like, a, I don't know, some kind of uh, Goodwill or something. And I would uh, say, oh, these are nice pajamas for my son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or it looks like something you find at Walmart, like uh, where, it's, where it's labeled as an Avalanche jersey. And you're like, well, that's not a jersey. That's something no. that's like a, made by, it's licensed by the NHL, but it ain't no jersey. Um, it's just... Again, we made, we made the joke about <clears throat> the, uh, the Flyers jersey and, and the one last year. It looks like something you get at like uh, Sam's Club or something. Yeah. Right, and and maybe that's the point because I I don't know I don't know what you guys thought. They say it's supposed to be looking the uh, look to the future, like the 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 Winter Classic is supposed to be like a tribute to heritage, and the Stadium Series is supposed to be kind of like a futuristic right. and, look. And that's that's what, but they've been uh, doing that for a couple of years. Right? Yeah, you but know, I don't the, the Sharks and the Kings. And, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. Sh- shitty design is shitty design. And this I, is a shitty design. I, I can't agree with you more. <laughs> I, instead uh, of a look to the future, maybe it's a race to have the shittiest jersey possible. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've talked a lot about uh, how picky I am with, with design, with, with logos and designs, and I'm a graphic artist, and I majored in the, the, the whole visual communications, so I've, you know, I've schooled and I have I have I have very strong opinions. <laughs> it does look like Alvin, like something Alvin would wear from Alvin the Chipmunks. That's yes. funny. Yes. Uh, but yeah, and I and this is I mean I this is not a good design. This is awful. I, and here's my thing with all these uh, all these winter classic jerseys and third jerseys and all the the, the logos or whatever that the teams use. You can you have the opportunity to do anything you want. You can design anything. And then a number of things, and then put it up for discussion, approval, to uh, and to, to critique among who's deciding what jerseys you get to wear or whatever. But you can design anything, and you design this. Yeah. This I don't get it. You can you there. This is the best design that you came up with. This is the be- this one. This one won for the um, well, uh, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> um, but uh, and we lost Ponder again. What happened here? Oh, Jeff. Uh, there he is. I'm here. Uh, hey guys. Hey. Um, anyway, we were just uh, bitching about the jersey still. I don't but, know. Uh, I was listening. Okay. So very good. Did uh, did you guys? We, I don't think we talked about it, but the the stars jersey for the Winter Classic. Oh, very underwhelming for me. Yeah. Did we talk about it last week? We did, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we did. I think yeah. the yeah. STD years. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. It was. Yeah. It was. I must not have gotten that deep into the show. It was. Yeah. I was not. I. I mean. I. <sighs> Better than this one. Yeah. You, you guys have seen it's, that. I, I love the colors, but it just it's the colors under, are great. It's underwhelming. The colors are great. It looks like it looks like I didn't a Captain like America. the Stars or the Predators jerseys personally. I didn't like either one. Uh, I preferred the. I, I think I prefer the Stars. I prefer the Predators. I think did this, you? The Stars. Right. It looks like the Dallas STDers. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh yeah, right. That's right. Well, um, they did have Tyler Sagan modeling. Yeah. The, the, oh. The, both of all, all the, that those two jerseys and this this Colorado one, I think are all they're all, they're all they they fuck it they up. They, they're, they're just not. It's a sw- they're swinging misses. They're not. They're just not good. They can do anything, and you choose this. It's like come on. There yeah. people get paid a lot of money to be good designers, and this is the shit that they come up with. It's almost like this is a. They asked like, 
Versace to design a jersey or something. That's what they came up with. Some kind of like off the wall crazy jersey that you see a model walking on the runway with on in Paris. Something that, that nobody would actually wear. I was gonna say like Bobby the intern designed these. <laughs> I'm gonna Mr. Blues Hat made a comment in the blue in the YouTube chat. I'm gonna read it without proofreading it. So I'm gonna give him that that uh Benefit that it's something good. <laughs> Here's the thing. Usually the person least qualified to choose a quality jersey design is usually the one who makes the decision. Owner's wife? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blues have been there. Mm-hmm. This is a miss. Yeah, Ruth Ornest, right? Yep. Uh, that's probably true. And But even in today's even today's NHL, I mean, when marketing is so important and there's so much money to be made, you don't want to fuck this up. Uh, and... I get it that there are, there are people in power in, in these teams that, 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 that have zero design background that want a heavy say on what they like. It's like, you guys aren't, you guys aren't designers. Don't, don't let, let that up to the experts. Well, we, we talked about it last week. Like, for the Stars, it's easy. Throw back to the Minnesota North Stars or even your original Dallas Stars jerseys. Like, I, I, th- I thought of that, too. I mean, I, I know Nashville. It's a little tougher because they don't have the legacy, and uh, but Colorado does. What about a Nordiques jersey? How awesome would that be? I think you know that that's cool. I, I, I the first thing I thought of with Dallas was why not do North Stars? But then I thought, well, you know, that, that's Minnesota, and I, I get it. It's their it's the, the it's the same franchise, but it's their first Winter Classic, and they are. They probably want to showcase Dallas, not Minnesota. Necess- I mean, I yeah, you know what and I mean. I guess same thing with Colorado, but I mean, what about the Rockies? I know, I know, I, I don't know. I that's not, that's not the same it's franchise. All a huge mess. It's the Devils. Yeah, yeah, but didn't didn't they use the Rockies before New Jersey? They may have. I in think the third they jersey? have. I, I think they used it for the Stadium Series they already played in. I could be wrong. Well, and I mean that that is a tribute to the Colorado State flag, right? The, yes, the, right. That's the true. Rockies motif. So yes, it makes sense. That is that is true. So yeah, I mean, I, I I if this is the jersey, it's a you know it's a leak. It looks legit, but you never know. Uh, I I will not be buying one. Not that I would anyway, but just Great. I I yeah. I'm sure you'll see somebody who's you know who buys it and where I. Did you see the full jersey? The one with the, the, the they don't show the guy's head. There's a guy modeling it and he's got the hockey pants on and the socks. No shin guards on. And so it's just like skinny, skinny legs, mm. these big pants. Mm. Looks ridiculous. <laughs> and it's in somebody's office. You know, it's not like they, a they could get a player to bottle it for. Well, him. it's not a, it's not really a professional shot. It's a it's a leaked photo, you know. It, it, you could see like a hockey gloves on the floor in the background. It's not really it wasn't really a, a professional deal. It was supposed to, but I, but yeah, they didn't, I guess they didn't have shin guards on hand. Mr. Blues Hat says the South Stars, South Side Stars, yeah. Dallas South Stars. Yeah, yeah, that didn't work for me. Hmm. Too much, too much alliteration with the S. Ah, okay. Finally, Blues talk. Um, Troy Brower and Jamie McGinn signed one-day personal tryouts uh, with the Blues. One week, uh, isn't it? One week. Uh, yeah, what did I say? Oh, I not one day. I'm sorry. One day. I meant uh, 10 days. It's 10 days. 10 you days. You signed a one-day. I know. I one-day to retire with the I, team. I, I, it's a typo. It's supposed to be 10. It's one. Like, okay. Get, get off my back. 
Ten, everybody. Ten. <laughs> there's, there's no room for error in podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> this is a well-oiled machine. Damn it. Uh, it can last up to ten days, so they're both uh, practicing with the Blues and trying to make this team. Uh, if the Blues want either to play for the team, they have to sign him to a regular contract after the trial is over. Thoughts on this, guys? I mean, um, I, I was a little... I was I was surprised by this. What do you guys think? I'm, you know, it's a PTO. Um, I I think honestly, I'm I'm probably against the norm of thinking with this. But anyone who's available, if you want to give them a professional tryout, do it. You know, I mean, it's it's not costing you any money. It's not costing you roster space. If you want to see what these guys have left in the tank, mm-hmm. I mean, Troy Brower. Yeah, we know that. You know, he's probably not the guy he was when he was here last, but. I've heard Jamie McGinn might still have some game left, so bring them in, see what they can do, and, and if they can gel into the system during practice and they're worth a one-year $600,000, $700,000 contract, okay, see what these guys can do. But, um, you know, I we'll see if anything comes of it. And part of it's that these guys are trying to get on anywhere. So the fact that they were brought in for PTOs, I think we'll speak to the rest of the league. Hey, if we have an injury, maybe we should look at one of these guys too. Yeah, I, I, it's a total head scratcher to me. Um, I mean, Steen goes down. You, you know, you trade Fabry. Uh, you know, we talked. You know, talked about that. that you know, that it seemed like you know you you trade Fabry, and Steen gets injured in the same game. But, you know, obviously it seemed like the the trade for uh, Fabry was decided upon before the Steen injury. Yeah. Um, but you've got this. You you have. You know, a a pretty good group of eligible call-ups in San Antonio. Yeah, you you know you go to lengths to you know talk about how Ryan O'Reilly was surprised to have the A on his jersey when Steen goes down down with injury, and you know what is the message that these PTOs sends to the room? We need more veteran core players. Or maybe well, not core, but we need more veteran players because what O'Reilly's not, you know, maybe not cutting the mustard as as far as leadership goes because Steen's going to be out for a while. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's confusing to me. Armstrong said that he didn't want to have a lot of inexperience on the roster, so bringing up Costin, Cairo. Would would have would be inexperienced on the roster, and and that was his that was his that was that was huh? What about Nathan Walker? And that well, he was in it. He said that when they asked him about uh, the personal tryouts, right? Yeah, about Brower and McGinn. McGinn. So and and, oh, I got to have the veteran. And then but then, Costing gets called up, right today. So again, which, head scratcher. Th- I, so there's a couple. I, I, th- this whole series of events, the dominoes. I don't that, think but, that's a head scratcher. I the, I think put, it's put a head sequence. They're put not. Sequence they're not. Well, is. yeah, I get the sequence. I mean, they, I guess it's a weird timing, but they're not calling up Costin because they only have twelve healthy forwards on the roster, and they got back to back coming up. So that's the reason he was called up, and they haven't signed either Brower or McGinn. They can't. Yeah, and they them. and they won't uh, for yeah. a while. I mean, if and if they, yeah. I, I I think the whole I think this this is all I wonder do you, do you think he's regretting moving Fabry or think he's fine with uh, De La Rose in the lineup? 
I don't think it has anything to do with it personally. <laughs> yeah, I I don't either. I, I I'm think... not I'm not saying he. I mean, if he if he still had Fabry, would he move him now for De La Rose? I don't know that Fabry would still crack the lineup. No, I, yeah, yeah. yeah I so well, either. even with the injuries. Okay. I I you, I think, you think I, Costin I gets? Think, I I still I think, see Costin getting called up if Fabry's on this roster. Yeah, he just wasn't Some, performing somebody, in the right. system. Somebody's getting called up, right? It, he, he wasn't. He wasn't given, um, you know, the the chance. He he didn't. He didn't earn the chance, and he you know, he he went to a team that was very thin. Sure, up no, front, I get, I get and, and he gets a hell of a lot more opportunity there. He wasn't going to have those opportunities here. No. I think it's great for everybody that Fabry went to Detroit and, you know, in the first two games says, you know, yeah. <laughs> Detroit, Detroit's super excited. I mean, oh, I know. They, well, he's got three tweet, points right, in two games. Right. So. Tweeting out two game point streak for Robbie Fabry. Yeah. Two, two, two games is a streak. Uh, Detroit takes what they can get right now. Right. I think. And and that's what it is. But yeah, glad, glad that he went there. But the the whole thing is just the way, the, the way this stuff has, has all gone down. So, so, so now, so you're, I'm, I'm just hoping, and this is to on a lesser scale. I'm, I think I'm just hoping that this doesn't, because, okay, some, a player gets moved because the coach doesn't like him, doesn't fit in the system, doesn't really work out with, with the group of guys, the way he wants this team to play. And that seemed to be the case with Fabry. He wasn't, he just didn't gel with what Burby wanted to do. I think most people can agree with that. So, and I and I think back to when that happened uh, with like Brian Sutter and Courtney Dirk Messo were moved because Sutter didn't. If Sutter wanted a stay-at-home defenseman, he wanted he, his guy was Garth Butcher. So he brings in Butcher, and and we know how that worked out. That I mean, that was not a good trade at all. So, I, and I, I'm, this is the, this is a much lesser scale. It's not there, there are much better players involved in that trade. But my point is that I hope this isn't a situation where just, you know, Fabry's the better player in the deal and he got moved out uh, just because Brube couldn't find a spot for him in this lineup, uh, in this system. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I wasn't against moving him, but I just, I, I just wonder, you know, the, the logic behind, you know, him not fitting the system and, did Detroit get the better player? I think it's absolutely Detroit got the better player. Well, I know, I mean, but I, but yeah, okay. But he's not. He's not. The thing is, is even if they get the better player, he's not playing. So you might as well get somebody who can fit in and play. And either way, both guys. And I think this is part of it too. Both guys are free agents at the end of the year. Robbie Fabry and RFA, and um, yep. Delarose uh, is, Rose Rose is a, I thought he was UFA. Mm-hmm. I I thought they were on the exact same deal, and I thought they were both. Uh, RFAs, I could be but... wrong on that. Then I was going to say if he but... is a UFA, which it looks like Kurt's looking it up, um, yeah. and that, and that's fine. That, that I mean, they want to let him go at the end of the year. They just right, wanted he's... to be out from under anything they'd be paying that position. Yeah, but but even even that. I mean, nine hundred thousand for Robbie Fabry, who's got. I still think, you know, if. I think it's a he was a victim of circumstance here. His you know his injuries really screwed his opportunity, and then you know we go we win the cup. The expectations are higher than ever. 
they're not going to they're not going to roll him out in a top six position, which is where he needs to be to succeed. Fabry's an RFA. And yeah, I knew that. De La Rose is an RFA as well. Yeah. Huh. I was wrong. So. Well, either way, I think. Mm. The Blues, I feel like they they think they got a guy now because we we talked about this last week. Fabry's not filling in on your third and fourth line. He's not effective there. They wanted a guy who can be effective there, and I think Delarose fits that mold a little bit. We've only seen him for two games. I think he's been okay in that role. They could probably use an upgrade there, but again, in that role, I don't think Robbie Fabry's an upgrade because he just he doesn't play well unless he's with other skill guys. And in the third line, you're not playing with super skilled guys. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I just I, – I, I, mean, I said what I had to say about it. I, I'm not – I still not – I don't – I don't – you – and I'm – it's fine. You guys disagree. I just I, – I, I, I'm not as okay with the trade as a lot of people are, I think. Just Yeah. I'm no, not, I mean, yeah. I, I wanted Robbie Fever to succeed here. The Robbie Fabry from the San Jose series in 2016 yeah. was he was a special player. Yeah. And, and, and he, he, he got fucked by having that 5% injury. Yeah. The, the 5% um, recurring, you know, recurring yeah. injury. I mean, that it's, it's unfortunately the way that everything worked out here with us, like I said, winning the cup, he's not going to get top six minutes with the group that we have now. And that's where he needs to be successful. He, he's, he, you know what? You know what, though? To be honest, Sanford got top six minutes last night. So I'm just saying. Right. Uh, right now, with the injuries. Right. There's, he sh- I mean, there's there's definitely there's coach bias in there. Exactly. And and uh, would he be playing, uh, been called up and, uh, and been dressed? Probably not, because I it doesn't seem like he was getting that opportunity. Uh, did, he, did he have the talent level to play there with the injuries i think so so i mean and, that, and that's what kind of like just rubs me the wrong way a little bit i feel like he was given a pretty decent chance at the start of this year more so uh, than he was given all of last year and i just didn't see a lot in him and maybe it was just the line he was on but i as much as people like to hate it on sanford i i don't think sanford's looked in the wrong place on that line. He just obviously not my favorite choice to be there, but I think Fabry looked lost with the set of players he was put on the line with. And, you know, they need somebody who can fit in on that role. And I just don't think he was it for this team. Um, we talked about cost of being called up. Um, he was drafted 31st overall in the 2017 draft with a pick they acquired by trading Ryan Reeves to Pittsburgh. Uh, what a terrible his... trade. Who's I know, right? Toughness. <laughs> Um, that was such a great draft. Yeah, it was. <laughs> getting rid of uh, Laterra and getting Costin too. My God, um, Costin's twenty years old. And Sunquist, yeah. Right. Once he learned how to <laughs> turn a circle, it lasted thirty strides. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a really good training camp. Uh, Pertnier made the team out of camp. Uh, three goals, five assists with San Antonio this season. Ten penalty minutes. Uh, in 14 games, uh, Armory literally just said they wanted to get Costa more playing time in San Antonio, and that he's still young. And uh, during the interview, when he talked about uh, the the PTOs with uh, uh, Brower McGinn, so and Miguel, so um, that was, that was a little that was a little surprising, I guess, that the the call up came when it did. Um, but uh, 
and after one day of Brower McGinn's uh, PTO, they, I, I think it's probably way too early to say that uh, they don't like what they see out of Brower and um, but what Jeff said that the the back to backs and and whatnot. This probably more has more to do with it. Right. I well, think it, it was probably obvious that neither one of them was in any kind of game shape and. Yeah, if you're gonna and, have to put somebody in, you got to make the call up. To be honest, I, I'd I'd like to see Sanford sit, I mean, and play. I think I Costin. think he might be the guy that that maybe sits uh, in right. one of those back to backs to let Costin play, unless there's an injury. I just don't. I just right. don't. And I saw I saw you know some people. You know, I don't know if it was hope or speculation, but the the little bit I got to be on Twitter the other day after the uh, <clears throat> the PTOs were signed, were you know. It's, I forget who it was that said, you know, this may be a move to light a fire under Sanford. Possible, yeah. I, and I, that's fine. I mean, again, I, I'm going to say again, I have, I don't hate Sanford's game. Again, I think if he's your biggest problem on this team, then you've got a good team, and obviously the Blues do. But I would like to see him contribute a little more offensively. And if you can get Costin in there and he steps in and has a good game, especially if he plays in a top-six role, if that's not lighting a fire under Sanford's ass, start putting up some points. I don't know what does. I think he just he lacks consistency. Mm. Uh, he'll be invisible yeah. for so long, and then uh, and all of a sudden he'll pull a nice play out of his ass, and it's oh wow, there he is. I mean, yeah. nice pass. I mean, how many times have we said that? Like, holy cow, what a play by Sanford! And then yeah. Ten minutes later, you're saying, "What the hell, Sanford?" Yeah, has he played since? I haven't seen him. I haven't noticed yeah, him. Yeah, you know? right. So, uh, um. Yeah, I I mean I, so I'm I, I'm I'm a excited about Costin. I think a lot of fans are just to, just to yeah. see what he can do. I mean, uh, uh, preseason was nice, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see if he can replicate some of that uh, success he had in the preseason in the regular season. If he well, plays, let's face it, I assume he you, plays. You gotta you gotta start pulling this, bringing some of these guys up because you gotta get some guys on the ELCs and uh, goal. grabbing some of that playing time because. If you're going to try to keep the core of this group together, you're going to have to start interchanging some parts there on your uh, bottom nine players, and and uh, I think Costin's a guy that could fit that bill if you can bring him in and mold him to fit this team quick sooner rather than later. Well, Costin's only 20. I mean, it just seems like we've been talking about him for a while, but uh, he's yeah. he is only 20 years old, so he's Armstrong's right. He's not. It's not like he's 23. Right. Right. I, I mean, the the reaction I saw. Uh, tonight um, when, you know, again, get ready for the show was so many people are psyched about Costin coming up like he's going to be the, you know, the next, the next one, the next Tarasenko. No, he's he's going to come in here and he's going to be OK. He's he's going to make a he's going to make a defensive mistake and then get benched for a couple of games. <laughs> That's the way it's going to work. Yeah, we all know it's going to happen. We all know it's going to happen. He's going to he might look he might have, right off the bat. His first couple of shifts might look pretty good, and then he's going to make a defensive mistake, and then he's going to get benched. That's just the way it goes. Yep. <laughs> with, or he's going to turn kids. the puck over, and yeah. it's going to lead yeah. to a two on one. Yep. 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 just I can just see it happening. Hopefully not, but we'll see. Yeah. We got uh, some conversation in the YouTube chat too. Uh, uh, let me back up a little bit here. Professional tryouts. Keith Price, my brother's in the chat, who just had a baby yesterday. Congratulations, oh, congrats, Keith. Keith. To him and his wife, Christy, yes. Human baby? Human baby, yes. Okay, As opposed good. to... <laughs> uh, baby number five. So Whoa! They're just, yeah, they have been going to town. 
Holy cow. <laughs> they're they're uh, going to give the doers a rut here before too long. <laughs> They've got a whole uh, hockey line out there. They do. They do. They got a whole thing. Uh, our line starts, Coach? It's Ruby Ray, right? <laughs> Ruby Ray. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Good stuff. Congrats, congrats again, Keith. Yeah. Uh, and it says, are there waiver issues with a Walker call-up? No. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. It's on a two-way. No. no. Uh, let's see. What's up with Calgary's 90s-style jerseys? I like it. Calgary. Oh, tonight. Yeah, don't. Or are don't. they wearing the uh, the orange, orangish-reddish yeah. ones? No, they're wearing the... They're wearing this year's jerseys, aren't they? This year, today, tonight. They're not wearing the classics. They're, I don't like the, the the black flame. You know, I, I don't like it. Calgary, you know, Calgary, for some reason, screws up the stripes. Mm-hmm. Every jersey except for their their eighties and early nineties, they screw up the stripes. They got stripes going diagonally and ending nowhere. They got stripes under the arms. They got weird stripes in weird places. Just stop with the stripes. Somebody needs to figure out stripes in Calgary. That ain't working. The ones, the one, the the, the '80s jerseys, the ones I think there was the ones they won the cup in. Yeah. With the orange and white stripe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, those are beautiful jerseys. They need you to can't, stick to those. You can't touch a flame when it's red hot, Jeff. Yeah, I used to. Right. I used to absolutely hate them because they beat the Habs in '89. Ah, yeah. Um, wearing those those jerseys, the Lanny McDonald goal. Where he does the the high step dance after beating Patrick Watts, mm-hmm. it, it was it was a pretty goal. Um, they're classics, uh, unlike everything that they've fielded since then. Yeah, what was the one with like the bullhead? Remember yeah, that the one? Flaming the flaming bullhead. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was it's second worst jersey to the Mooderus. Is that a bull? It was a horse. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> whatever Anything, it was. A stallion it, 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 <laughs> right, it, you know, and of course it's going to be a uh, you know a tribute to the Calgary Stampede. But yes, any 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 NHL jersey that has something to do with cattle just seems to go awry. Why not Yager for a PTO? Huh? Hmm? <laughs> because he owes the TV place for it. That's a good point. Yeah, he does. I forgot about that. Uh, by the way, why not Yager for a PTO? That comes from our friend Winning Unlimited, Adam Gold. So, hello, Adam Gold. Hmm. It's a sideshow the Blues don't need. Yeah, uh, Adam I mean... Gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 that too. You, you said Brodeur was the last one, uh, last jersey you were going to buy like that, but you, you tell me you wouldn't go out and buy a Yager jersey with the Blues. I actually don't think I would. Uh. I would. I would love to see him come here for five years and play till he's fifty, but it's not going to happen. All right. He's only got two years now, right? Is he 48? Oh, my God. I think he's 47. I could be wrong. Uh, we had an uh, overtime win versus Calgary on Saturday. Bennington was net for Blues. Blues played in overtime? They did. Uh, so. Riddick was in net for Calgary. Barbashev and O'Reilly scored for the Blues in the first and second periods to put the Blues up 2-0. Uh, after a couple shots towards the net, Barbashev swoops in from behind the net, grabs loose puck, and puts it in the open side. Pretty nice goal. Uh, and then that on, fourth line, man, they uh, they were really coming hard in that first period. They uh, the four check was on. Uh, they really made Calgary kind of shaking their boots behind the net when they had the puck. So I Calgary when when they are on uh, uh, meet on the burner, right? Yeah. Um, when yeah. uh, when they are on their four check game, 
they are the best fourth line in hockey. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. And that's the and, reason why you keep seeing them start games because Baruby trusts mm-hmm. them. Right. And I really think McCackern penciling in for the left wing on the fourth line is just brilliant. I mean, yeah. the guy gets guy gets in every time on the four check. And, you know, his skate work, getting in behind the net, getting in position to throw a good check, it's just it's a thing of beauty. I, I love watching it. Have I mentioned lately that I love the play of Mackenzie McEckern? You have, and uh, <laughs> he, I have, I am with you. I, he, he's been, uh, he's been nice to watch. He's a pleasant surprise. He is. Uh, uh, pop- so you, the, the sorry, real quick, the second goal is that what you're getting ready to talk about? Yes. Okay, go ahead, sir. That's <laughs> a, a power play. <laughs> Perron slips O'Reilly a slick little short pass, uh, uh, backhand pass, and O'Reilly puts the one-timer by uh, Riddick to, to put the Blues up 2-0. And you were going to say? That is a play I think we've seen the Blues kind of make a little more lately. And it seems uh, I think we saw it a little bit last year. But that, that where they, they have two guys lined up real close there in the slot, and it's just a short pass and a one-timer. And it's that's that it, it seems yeah. like it's working. So they, they keep going to it. And especially with O'Reilly and Perron, those two seem to really have the, the touch for that. So, you know, they just in you. If you look at O'Reilly, there's I mean, all four guys are right next to him. And he still gets a, a good shot off because I think people were expecting Perron to go across the crease. Well, you know how Perron does the the little pullback uh slight toe drag wrist shot where he, he shows the shot and then pulls it back and changes the angle a little bit and mm-hmm. then takes this that's that to a greater degree he's yeah. he's pat, they're passing at four feet and getting a quick shot off and and the angle is completely different so yeah the same kind of thing because the previous one was uh wasn't it o'reilly to petrangelo in the oilers game wasn't, wasn't that the that uh, same been. four foot pass yeah might that have been. jeff was talking about who, who was on the the wing on that goal uh it wasn't sanford was it it may have been because um, I don't remember who it was. It was on the power play. I don't remember if he was out there or not. But anyway, whoever it was on the other side, I think if you watch the replay, they do kind of draw off, like making it look like that's going to be the obvious pass Perron tries to make across the crease, and that has to be a design play by the Blues because it, it's it's been we've yeah. seen it to perfection this season. So it's two nothing going to the third, and stop me if you've seen this movie before. Uh, <laughs> the because yeah, the Blues blew a two goal lead in the third period. It's just, I mean, I asked you weeks ago, Jeff. Uh, I remember specifically saying, uh, "Are you concerned about the Blues blowing these leads?" And you're like, "Yeah," and it's still happening. Yeah, oh. I mean, it's so nice that they're That's getting exactly. points in every game almost, but God, they have got to hold on to a two goal lead. It's it's crazy. Uh, I just yeah yeah it's if they continue this trend well into November and December and especially you know giving up the extra point in the uh, last night's game um, it's going to be a bad story but the fact that we're top of the you know top of the division top of the Western Conference um, not playing our best hockey um, figuring out how to hold a lead in the third period shouldn't be rocket surgery for these boys yeah I after don't... last year so yeah if they figure it out I think we'll be in good position figure it uh, out. could, could yeah, figure it out uh, a nice goal by Kachuk. I mean, the the less than ten minutes to go in the third period. Uh, uh, 
I, I don't know how to, I mean, I don't, I've, I've watched this play a number of times. I'm like, how could the Blues have defended this goal better? And I, it was not just sure a that, nice goal. It was very nice. So nice passing. Uh, the Blues weren't really out of position at all. It's just a great uh, re- uh, receive, uh, receiving with a puck by Kachuk. Um, Bobby was on both skates, like skate to skate, not to the stick. And the, and he, the and only he thing I wanted to, to, like, I was watching it and I hit the replay and I'm thinking, I want to yell at Petrangelo. Because Petrangelo is kind of skating by him when it happens, and it's like, well, it's obviously Petrangelo's guy, but they're rushing four in. I mean, Petrangelo's just trying to play the pass and, you know, not let anything go across the crease. There's just not much you can do on a play like that. It was just well executed by the Flames. And then uh, Bennington kind of mishandled the tying goal by uh, Travis Hamanick, uh with just over four minutes left in the game. <laughs> Uh, probably should have covered it. I'm saying that. I mean, if he could have, Pareko fumbled the puck. He, but he did. It was poked away from him. Yeah, but it was he, slapped away from him. Yeah, but I, but I actually blame Pareko a little bit too because after the puck got poked away and it came and it kind of bounced in front to, to Bennington, he kind of gave up on it. Right. Because I think he assumed, well, he'll just cover it, and yeah. he didn't, and he tried to like f- play it and he f- whiffed on right. it, and it, yeah, and he was dead. Yeah. So it was it was a total gaff play by both of them. Yeah, I I, I thought that was a, it was a it was a lazy sloppy goal against. Uh, Somehow it was Jake Allen's fault. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure it was. He didn't. He didn't. He was too deep in his net. He didn't mimic Riddick enough in the in the in the game in the in the pregame skate to warm the team up for. Him. Uh, who was very good. Uh, oh, he played very well. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's the surprising guy. I feel like, I still feel like the wheels are going to fall off, and he's probably not what we're seeing here. But man, he's he's strung together some some damn good games in his short NHL career. And then Prawn wins the game in overtime uh, as Calgary's three skaters collapsed in, and O'Reilly slides a little pass over to Prawn, who buries the one timer. Not that unlike the goal we talked Detroit. about. The, yeah, the the short pass to take away oh, the angle. Yeah. The set of play, not. It's I mean, a it was good low, shot. It was. That was a good shot. And it's yeah. Perron in overtime, so he's he's money in yep. overtime nowadays. And uh, that was a power play goal. It was a power play goal. A uh, we've seen a lot of that. We've seen a lot of overtime. Power actually, no, it wasn't. Uh, was power play was over. Yeah, power play expired, and then they, they had a stoppage, and then they went back to the ground. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yes, that's right. Yes. But we have seen this year. They they are calling a lot of penalties in overtime. We saw that again yeah. last night. Uh, Too many men. We'll get to that. Which, yeah. It's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I'm going to bitch Storm about that. So I can't uh, wait. Uh, Me neither. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. <laughs> uh, the Arizona Coyotes uh, ended the Blues' seven-game win streak in a shootout. Bennington was back in net for the Blues. Uh, Darcy Kemper was in net for Arizona. Who ridiculously, uh, for no reason, plays well against the Blues. He was very good. He, he was always fantastic. plays well against the Blues. He was the reason they won this game. He was. Yeah, um, eight, the eight-game point streak for the Blues though is intact. So there's that. Yeah, going into this, I I, I just had a feeling that the Blues weren't going to win. I, I mean, Phoenix Phoenix is at the end of a long road trip, and they just had this huge emotional uh, victory in the shootout Washington. in Washington. Yeah, um, had a had a feeling that this this game uh, was in for similar circumstances. He made a talking about Kemper. He made a ridiculous save on O'Reilly. I think it was the second period. Uh, he had like a partial break, 
and he came in and I just put it right in his glove. I mean, he didn't even mm. move his glove. Yeah, that was a Bennington-like save because he had yeah. the glove position. Yeah. yeah, and that that's what I noticed a lot about uh, about Kemper last night. His glove is you know was was always high. Yeah. I mean that the you know even even the one save he didn't he didn't catch. His glove was way up high. It's otherwise it's going in the net. Mm. Is Sean Burke still a goalie the coach corner. there? Um, that's a good question. I'm gonna look it up. Um, yeah, because I feel like good. Kemper has played. I never thought he was that great in Minnesota. I feel like in Arizona, he's really kind of picked his game up. Well, and isn't that where Devin Dubnik reclaimed his yeah career? Yeah. Was playing playing under Sean Burke. Yeah, I think it is Sean Burke that's still there, but I'm I'm looking. This is one of those games that the Blues uh, should have won, deserved to win. Uh, but uh, uh, and if Jaden Schwartz could convert and not shoot into his own skate, yeah. Well, yeah, that was well, <laughs> that was a difficult pass, but still, yeah. It's I mean, he's a professional hockey player. Um, uh, to Kemper stopped thirty-one of thirty-three, made a number of good saves, uh, a number of great saves too. Kept the Coyotes in the game and allowed them tied up late in the third period, uh, and then went in a shootout, outscoring the Blues two to nothing in the shootout. Uh, the Blues were also the victim of a controversial uh, no icing call, which I thought was a good call. Uh, I liked it. They were making a they were making a big deal about it on the broadcast. Uh, I Vince Dunn done, stopped skating. He stopped skating, right. and yeah. and uh, that's you're just asking for it. Um, so I, I I thought that was a good uh, no call. Um, and then there was the controversial penalty, which led to their second goal, which I didn't like the penalty. But yeah, I didn't either. Uh, that was, was undone too, wasn't it? No, that was on uh, Falk. Falk for tripping. That's right. Yeah, and yeah, I, it was I, a bad fucking call. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, I, thought, I didn't like that, it, it was weak. Very weak. I mean, it's a, that point in the game, late third period, you call that. I mean, it was just so, terrible. Very yeah. weak. Really, when, it, was, it, it had been guys, a week. It had been a weak call early in the game. Speaking of of penalty calls, I want to ask you guys' opinion because now we've actually seen the new rule change of reviewing the uh, four-minute double minor. Yeah. Uh, so the well, who was it that uh, had the call reversed uh, for Sun- Arizona? Well, well, Sunquist was the one that was hit. Right? And he Sunquist always he always gets lost, hit. Yeah. Should have lost the tooth but didn't because those things are resilient. Well, he, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. When he got hit, I'm like, oh, come on. Knock him Dental out. work. Dental but, plan. But I think he got it more on the nose or yeah. the bridge. Yeah. Like, like the, oh, God. So so they so so for those that didn't see it, I don't remember who it was, but somebody on Arizona uh, was uh, was trying to clear the puck or get the puck, and uh, on the follow through hit uh, Sunquist in the face, and because he was bleeding, there was a four minute penalty called and boom, taken away because they reviewed it and said it was on the follow through. Yep. So now that we've seen this review in place, what do you guys think? I mean, they got that the right. right. They got the right call. You think that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. You like, I'm, you I'm, like the rule change? Yeah, I'm. They got I, it right. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for using replay to get calls right. Yeah, and it didn't take very long. Right. They, I mean, it was pretty. That you know that that that's interesting because that that kind of review, more times the vast majority of the time, it should be pretty cut and dry if you shoot right. or not. I mean, if it's a follow through on a shot, that's that's a that's not a penalty, and that's and this is obviously the case here. So. I mean, I, 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 I was, you know, obviously disappointed that the four minutes came off the board, but I mean, they got it right. Yeah, 
Um, you know, and I agree with you. I think if it's something that like they're doing with the offsides, which still drives me crazy, there should be a time limit on that, as we've said on this show. Mm-hmm. If they're like spending five minutes trying to, okay, let's see, let's cut this down at every angle. If you can review it and within one or two replays say, yeah, that's that's we we need to reverse that. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, you're not hurting the the, the flow of the game by taking that penalty away and reviewing it in under 20 seconds. If you're spending five minutes on it, that's where I start yeah, having no. the issue on it. That's, that's yeah. If you can't determine it, uh, what happened after three or four replays, and uh, you just, no, just go yeah. with the call on the ice. Good. Uh, I'm glad you guys agree. I, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we don't have to fight. No, we're right-thinking kind of guys. <laughs> uh, short score first, the Blues, uh, with under three minutes to go in the first period. Uh, Swartz did a good job of uh, not cruising past the net and right. stopping in front, and he was there for the rebound. the rebound. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good greasy goal. Sure, and it's a it's a goal that uh, – and, he, you know, I, I, it's good to see Schwartz off to a much better uh, start than last season where he just could not buy a goal. Especially right. with the – Saved with him the a lot for the Winnipeg series. <laughs> you need him stepping yeah. up. Right yeah. now, and it's good so, to see it. Yes, I agree. Good distributed scoring early yes. on. I think that's that's one of the the keys to why we are where we are right now. Swansea, Illinois native, and my relative, Clayton Keller, <laughs> scored his fourth of the season to tie it up one one. Uh, this play was allowed to continue uh, before this the, before this goal happened uh, on a question the questionable no icing call, which I think we agree that it was a good call. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean the the one point I would make about how uh, you know because it was it was Panger who was like oh, yeah. I don't know about what? that right in just two weeks ago he or I think it was the Vancouver game he was the one advocating and I agree with him on this point there are too many icings in the NHL so call them off hmm. I, I I'm all for calling fewer icings just. Just do it. Just do it. I am too. There's I, a couple I times where I've seen the goalie step out, and they still will call the icing. And it's like the goalie is right. going to play the puck. Like you wouldn't call that icing if you would didn't have the hybrid rule. Right. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I'd like to see. I'm I'm all for keeping the play going. Uh, this uh, this this play. Uh, you really can't blame the icing on this. But I think the the Blues broadcast team kind of said well the icing led to the skull nah Perron's shitty ass pass across to the oh, to backhander to the center of the ice but where and just he was he was going to Petrangelo and he missed him by 15 feet yeah <laughs> so, yeah. uh, well, right be, on Clayton Coe's stick on that yeah. play and we've probably said this kind of stuff on this show before little kids watching there's two things that these two that these kids are told when they first start skating you always keep your feet moving which Vince Dunn didn't do and then you don't put the puck in the middle. And that's exactly what Perron did. So just two completely lazy and stupid plays by the Blues that led yeah. to that goal. Tyson Nash, uh, the color analyst for the Arizona Coyotes broadcast. And former Blues legend. Former Blues legend and shit disturber uh, who fought Brendan Shanahan at one time after Shanahan knocked out his teeth. <laughs> uh, called this play a pepperoni pizza by the Blues. What the fuck does that mean? They served it up to him. Like a pepperoni pizza? Served it up like a dish pizza. All right. So I never heard that phrase before, but that makes sense. Okay. He's he's a colorful color analyst. A pepperoni pizza. 
He's yeah. a he's a he's fun to listen to. To be honest, he does a great job. No, he, he has fun behind the mic. You can tell. Uh, Pareko got his first of the season to put the Blues back up on top, uh, two to one, late in the second. Uh, beautiful saucer pass from Sunquist uh, center ice over the stick of Hinnestroza, which I enjoy saying his last name, Hinnestroza. It's oh, fun, yeah. fun to say. Vinny. That's fun to say. First and last name, Vinny Hinnestroza. That's a fine hockey name. That actually sounds more like a name that you'd come across as a. You know, don't go Pat Foley on us. Don't no. go Pat Foley on us. Yeah. I was going to go Sopranos, but uh, yeah, <laughs> like Vinny, Vinny Two Fingers Henestrosa. Vinny Triple D Henestrosa. Yeah, that too. Uh, Wheel Snipe Sully. Uh, he uh, and Preco uh, skates in right wing and uh, puts a nice low shot uh, by uh, Kemper. To score, but and you know, nice play, uh, all around, fantastic. It's set uh, up Preco, a pass from Sunquest, like you said. Yeah, it's a beautiful pass. Be- that, that, I mean, that's and it, uh, Preco got his first of the season. So up two to one, thinking, okay, good, you got that goal back. Um, but then Garland, Connor Garland scores in the power play late in the third period uh, on a beautiful setup by Clayton Keller. Who this was a beautiful goal. This is another one yeah. where I, it was hard for me to find any blame for the Blues, other than the penalty call on Falk, which we can bitch about again if yeah. you want. But uh, I thought just a beautiful power play goal by the Coyotes. I agree, but and again, like I said, I didn't, I didn't like the the penalty. I thought it was a, I thought it was weak ass. As what ten ply, Bill? <laughs> Super soft, bro. <laughs> Super soft ten ply penalty there. <laughs> um. And the Blues failed to score uh, in overtime, the shootout. Uh, they sent Bozak and O'Reilly. Coyotes scored on both their attempts. Uh, and that ends the Blues' seven-game win streak. But their eight-game point streak is intact. So there's that. Blown. Uh, I'd like to see some fresh faces in the shootout. I, I know they've been okay. What are they now, one and three, one and two in the shootout? Uh, I don't even know. I, Bo- you know, Bozak and O'Reilly's numbers in the shootout aren't that great. Like no, I'd like and and I bitched about Tarasenko before because he's never been a good shootout player. I'd you know why not throw out a, a Vince Dunn? Why not uh, Bennington? Justin Falk? Oh, why wait. not Bennington? Yeah, I mean uh, let's see some fresh faces in there. And the next time we see you know a what that's a I great think... point. Throw a Falk out there, get him a goal. Yeah, yeah. And get him get him on the board. He's he's been shooting the puck. I a mean lot not more, which is good count for but... him, but but still it, it, he in right. a game he could put the puck in the net, get him, get him going. Yeah. yeah. Just, just like you know, when I'm on the golf course and um, putting, I know I'm putting the snowman on the card. Sometimes <laughs> you just need to hear the sound of the ball hitting the bottom of the cup. Yes. Yep. That's true. Okay, I actually finished this hole. Yes. Now I can. Okay. Yeah, I, that makes sense. Huh. Um, up next for the Blues in uh, Columbus on Friday night. Uh, they are six, eight, and four, with 16 points. Currently seventh in the Metropolitan Division. Um, three, five, and one at home. Three, five, and two in the last ten. Coming off a three to two shootout loss in Montreal on Tuesday night. So we've got that to look forward to. And, I missed. Uh, oh, I was just gonna say. Remember that uh, this is the back to back we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the show, so they're gonna have um, the ducks on Blue Saturday. Jackets. Yeah, that's right. Blue Jackets on Friday, and then. Ducks on Saturday, then they get two days off. So, uh, so expect Jake Allen Friday night. J- I would imagine. It's Jake Allen Friday, Jake. right? Jake, and then uh, you got uh, Bennington against the Ducks. That would make sense. 
Shouldn't we just, uh, what the hell's in front of your camera? That Jeff? would be my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Born in AJ from Teal like, Town. My what cat's the hell? <laughs> um, but we should, you know, Bennington's nickname should really be the fat man, if you think about it. Jake on Friday. Jake and the, the fat, fat man, man on Saturday. Jake yeah. and the fat man. Uh, okay, that took me a minute. I, I was, I was the fat man and little boy. <laughs> that's what. I, that's where my mind went. I'm uh, like, what? Is he making a World War II reference? I was not. Okay, I was not. got it. But yeah. Anyway. But no. So I think anyway. I think we're gonna see Cost in one of those games, right? You think we'll see him Friday, or do you think they'll wait till Saturday to throw him in? Uh, it probably depends how practice goes, right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Morning skate, see how it goes. I'm gonna say Friday. I think we see him Friday. I'm I'm I would, an I would expect to see him Friday. I'm an impatient person, so let's do Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the road too, a little less pressure probably. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Although blues for whatever reason, blues fans always seem to travel well to Columbus. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a bad drive. No, it's well. not. With with this shitty weather, it's not the best, but it's not a bad drive. It should be better times. by the weekend. Oh, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to add before we sign off for the evening? How's I, the YouTube chats going? YouTube chats. Uh, we got Fizz Chaser says, uh, FYI, the last several weeks, Kurt Bill audio is coming through in just the one side of my headphones. Jeff is mm -hmm. fine. He comes through in both headphones. Uh, that's as we know, and it's something that I'm going to try and look at. It's got to be something with my setup here. I'm not sure why that is. It's coming off as mono, I guess. Uh, not sure why. So yeah. we're going yeah, for the we, old uh, school analog sound. Yeah. Old school yeah, podcast. As we say every, uh, every show, I guess lately, since we started this new setup, uh, we are working out the kinks, but, uh, we feel yeah. like overall the show itself, especially the podcasted episodes, uh, have turned out really well uh, for the most part. So yeah. just the small things we got to fix. Yeah, and and, and the like the visual presentation uh, under with this new uh, platform is uh, fantastic, much better than we've had in the past. So plus you get a better look at Bill now. Which is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the way to go. Mm -hmm. If you're into that kind of thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Keith Price said thank you for the comments on the on the newborn. No problem. Squirrely Dan's going to be at that game. I think he's talking about the Blue Jackets game. I would think so. Probably not. Probably not Anaheim. Well, it's in St. Louis, so that would I make mean, sense. I mean, why would you say Blue Jackets? Why would you say Anaheim? He said that game. That game. He said that about, game, and we I were know, talking more about we, the Blue Jackets game. Okay, yes, sir, in Columbus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Right. Well, enjoy the trip. Uh, it's a lovely drive once you get out of Illinois. You know what's funny? Just a side note. One more thing, guys. Uh, I have driven over to the East Coast from St. Louis uh, once or twice, and I am not kidding. You pass Columbus, and you go, what, about another 50 miles before you hit, oh, hell, what's the next state? Virginia? Pennsylvania. West Pennsylvania. Virginia. West Virginia. You're in West Virginia for about 30 miles. Um, and I'm not kidding. The minute you get out of Ohio... It is beautiful. It is just hills and, and just yeah, just greenery, just beautiful stuff. Country roads. Country <laughs> roads take me home. <laughs> it's crazy. It's real crazy. School of Dan says, I'm at school at OSU. It's the only time I get to see blues in person. Awesome. Nice. So there you go. 
Well, have a good time there, sir. Enjoy the game. Bring home a winner. Yep. Uh, I think that's about it. Good show, guys. Well done. As always to you, fellas. Yeah. Well, thank you, sir. I'm with mm-hmm. you, fellas. <laughs> I'm with you, fellas. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, and thanks for those who participated in the YouTube chat. I appreciate it. It was fun. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Let's go blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.